Welcome to the Sardis Fellowship Sermon Podcast. Today's message was originally preached on December 24th by me, Rob Schaff, Pastor of Discipling. Today is the fifth and final sermon in our Advent 2021 sermon series entitled, All That Glitters Is Not Gold. Check out sardisfellowship.com for more information about our church. Well, tonight is Christmas Eve, where we light the Christ candle to celebrate the birth of Jesus, the greatest gift ever given to the entire world. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. And Jesus was given in love to our world as a gift for us to receive. Now, when I was a kid in elementary school, I remember being asked to write a report by my teacher on why I was excited about Christmas. And of course, like any elementary school kid, my immediate answer was presents. Because let's face it, presents are awesome. Who doesn't like presents? Who doesn't like getting cool stuff? But the look in my teacher's eye told me that she was looking for something a bit more nuanced, a bit deeper, a bit more important. Her gaze stopped me in my second grade tracks. She's looking for a specific answer. What specific answer was she looking for? Did she want me to say food? Sledding? The winter? Did she want me to say snowmen? Hot chocolate? Sitting by the fireplace? Did she want me to say hay rides? Sleigh rides? What do you want from me, lady? I settled on in that paper, and by paper I mean it was probably like, you know, like when you had the piece of paper and you draw a picture on the top and then you wrote a little explanation behind it or below it. I, I, I settled on what I love about Christmas is family and traditional food. Uh, because for one thing, those are an awesome part of Christmas. Uh, but more because I figured that that sounded like the sort of answer that my uh, teacher would be proud of me for giving. And I was right. I got a gold star. Uh, but in my seven-year-old heart, I knew what I really loved about Christmas. And that was this, the gifts, new toys, things to play with, things to show to my friends. So cool. Now, it wasn't at Christmas time, but I remember the first time that a gift ever let me down. It was in the summer... And I was coming back from a week of Kenosi Lake Bible Camp. I was there for the entire week away from my family. My parents came and they picked me up and they took me home. And they gave me a present just to kind of welcome me home, I guess. And I was super excited about it because it was about the right shape and the right size for it to be a new, uh, brand new Optimus Prime. Which, if you didn't know, is the leader of the Autobots. One of the coolest, most sought-after Transformers and action figures of my childhood. And also, I had been asking for an Optimus Prime for like, I don't know, like three years. I don't remember how old I was, but it probably wasn't even that far of an exaggeration to say that it was three years of me asking. And anyway, I'm getting this gift. Uh, they give it to me, and I'm like, oh, man, it's an Optimus Prime for sure. I was super excited. But I opened it up, and to my horror, it wasn't an Optimus Prime at all. It was actually a Bible. It was my first Bible. It was the Bible in this picture, in fact. I didn't understand the value of the gift that I had been given. And I knew, uh, I, I was with it enough to know that even though I didn't understand why this gift was important, that I better look like I was excited about getting this gift, or at the very least not express disappointment uh, that it wasn't a Optimus Prime. And so anyway, I said thank you, and I did my best smile uh, good job, Robbie boy. Gold star. 
Now, there's a lot that can go right with receiving a gift. Gifts are fun to get. They're fun to get a wrapped box and you rip the wrapping paper off. It's cool to see what's inside the box and see what's inside that present, get that cool free stuff. It's fun to play with your new toys, uh, whether it's an LOL doll, Pokemon cards, or whether it's an Instant Pot, a Power Sander, a PlayStation, or a puzzle. Ugh, puzzles, by the way, are the worst, objectively. But anyway, it's exciting. Presents are exciting. What am I going to get? It's a surprise. It's fun. There's a lot that can go right opening a present, but there's also a lot that can go wrong. For example, people can get jealous of the gifts that other people have gotten. My present isn't as cool as that person's present. Or, or people don't understand the thoughtfulness behind the gift. Oh, thanks for that ugly sweater, you know, kind of a thing. Or people can read too much into a gift. Like, oh, you got me a $50 gift card. You love me $50 much. Hey, mm, thanks. Or maybe people don't even value the gift that they've received. Sometimes you get a gift and it can be underwhelming because it's what you need, but it's maybe not necessarily what you wanted. Things like socks, which is what I pretty much got for most of my uh, teen years instead of the cool things that I actually wanted. Or sweaters, which, you know, when you feel that present and it's squishy, I'm pretty sure that there's like flashbacks to your childhood. You're like, this isn't Lego. Or that Bible that I got as a kid, right? Like, I didn't see the value. I didn't get it because it was something that I really needed, but it wasn't really something that I wanted. Or, more to the point, Jesus. I think Jesus is what we need, but Jesus isn't always what we want. When it comes to gifts, there's a lot that glitters that isn't gold. There's a lot that we desire that isn't actually substantial. And there's a lot that's substantial and that's really good for us that actually doesn't really appear desirable to us. J.R.R. Tolkien wrote this. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Now, if you're a Lord of the Rings nerd, you know that this is about helping Frodo to identify Aragorn. It's a little riddle left by Gandalf to kind of help with that. But if you don't care about the Lord of the Rings and it's Christmas Eve, and you're listening to a Christmas Eve sermon, there are two very important lines from this particular poem that are very important for us here today. First is, all that is gold does not glitter. And the second is, the crownless again shall be king. Now, these two sentences perfectly summarize the Christmas story. First, all that is gold does not glitter. Okay, wait, you might be thinking to yourself, you're saying that in the Christmas story, Jesus doesn't glitter? I mean, I've seen the nativity scene. I've heard the stories. I know that there were angels plastered across the sky. And I know that there's a special star that appeared above the stable. And I know, and actually, yes, it is true, that angels literally glittered up an entire sky announcing the news of Jesus' birth, saying, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. That's Luke 2. Verses 9 to 12, the angels appeared to uh, some shepherds in a field, and I got to admit, that is pretty flashy. And yes, later, wise men would say, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. And that's Matthew 2. 
But it also says in John 1, speaking of Jesus, the true light that gives light to the world was coming into the world. He was in the world, and through the, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. That's John 1, 9 to 11. So angelic introductions and stars aside, Jesus did not have a king's birth. He was found in a manger. And when the, when the wise men inquired as to where they could find the, the birth of this new king, where they could find that, they asked King Herod, who immediately snuffed out the lives of all the boys born around the same time as Jesus in that region, which sent Mary and Joseph and Jesus on the run. Now, Jesus did not lead a king's life. He grew up the son of a carpenter. And even in his ministry as an adult, when he grew up, even all of the miraculous works that he did, which are pretty flashy, people didn't get what he was about. They were there for the glitter, but they missed the gold. This Jesus who was born, he grew up to be a controversial figure, and the people considered him either to be a political rebel to overthrow the Romans, completely misunderstanding everything that he was about, or they thought of him as a religious teacher who hung out with the wrong crowd and wasn't a very good religious teacher. Or they even thought that he was in league with the devil himself. And even people that were devoted to him, his disciples, they didn't really understand the implications about who Jesus was and what he was about until after his life here walking among us on earth. So when Tolkien says, all that is gold does not glitter, and when I say this sentence perfectly summarizes the Christmas story, what I mean is this, when it comes to Jesus, there's more than meets the eye when it comes to determining value. The second sentence in Tolkien's poem that uh, the, the crownless shall again be king perfectly summarizes the gospel. In Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 37, the birth of Jesus is foretold, and it goes like this. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, and that virgin's name was Mary. And the angel said to her, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be a great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. This little baby born to this virgin will be called the Son of the Most High God, and will have David's throne, and he will reign in a kingdom forever without end. The crownless shall again be king. What a cool prophecy. But you know, it wasn't all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Instead of what one might envision for their kid to be king, he instead would eventually be crowned with thorns shoved into his head, and his body stretched out and crucified on a cross. He would be killed like a common criminal. But of course, he didn't stay dead. In the book of Revelation, chapter 21, the Apostle John records these words. Revelation 21, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with him, and they will be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will no longer be death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And that is the gold of the gospel. 
King Jesus sitting on his throne forever, crowned king of all creation, taking everything broken and making it new. But that's easy to miss. In life, there's a lot of glitter that distracts us away from King Jesus. It could be our own preferences or our own deep-seated aspirations. But just because we desire something naturally doesn't mean that it's good for us. And sometimes I'm not sure that we are led to naturally desire King Jesus. It doesn't help that when it comes to faith, there's a lot of hang-ups and agendas that can also distract us from having Jesus as king in our lives. In fact, I'm actually willing to bet that most people reject Christianity not because of the person of Jesus himself, but because of Christians who have traded the gold of the gospel for anything that glitters, for the things that we have decided to present as gospel truth that are actually just mere flashy little trinkets of zero consequence. Many times people reject the glitter presented to them as Christianity while having never met the gold of Jesus. Central to the Christmas story is Isaiah 7:14. It's quoted in Matthew 1, verses 22 to 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. That's the gold of Christmas. God with us, Jesus, the Son of God, born of a virgin, the Word made flesh, God incarnate. And like we read in Revelation, that's the gold of our entire faith. We will be God's people, and he will be with us, our King, Emmanuel, forever. There's nothing better than picking the perfect gift and giving it to somebody and seeing the look on their face when they open it. But that doesn't always happen, especially when, for whatever reason, you don't, maybe the person receiving the gift doesn't grasp the value of the gift that they've been given immediately. But I think it's telling that I still have, and I still read, the Bible that my parents gave me, and Optimus Prime, is long gone. There is much more that could be said about gifts, but here's where I would like to end the sermon today. The true life that gives light to the world was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. That's John 1, 9 to 11, when we've already read that. But here's the new part. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's John 1, verse 12. You know, it's easy to get caught up in the glitter of the Christmas season and miss the gold of Jesus. And that's really the only gift that matters in the end. You see... When Jesus, who is quoted as saying, it is more blessed to give than receive, that's Acts 20, 35. When Jesus said that, it's more blessed to give than receive, he wasn't just giving you an ethic to calibrate your own heart to getting the most out of a merry season when there's presents under the tree in your living room and you're not sure if you're going to get the Optimus Prime or if you're going to get a Bible. He's not just saying, it's more blessed to give than receive because you can always count on giving good gifts, but maybe you won't get good gifts in return. And that's a good way to get a good attitude for Christmas. That's not, that's not what that's about. When Jesus said it's more blessed to give than receive, it's actually a matter of life and death. Jesus gave his life on the cross to bring reconciliation between God and man because it was more blessed to give than to receive. This is the highest calling that King Jesus lived out. And it's only fitting that we live that way in a response to the gift that we receive. This is how we are to calibrate our lives, not just our attitudes towards getting presents that we may not enjoy, 
but towards our entire lives, it is more blessed to give than receive. When we receive Jesus, the greatest gift ever given, we are compelled to give of ourselves in the same way that Jesus did. It is fitting to do likewise, to give ourselves for others. We receive Jesus who is sufficient for all of our deepest needs. And from that point onward, we give our lives freely so that others will come to know Jesus as being gold in their lives as well. In your own life, and reflecting on the miracle of Jesus' birth and his life and his death and his resurrection, I would like to read this poem for you one more time. Where do you find yourself in this poem? All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. One more time from John 1 verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Jesus is the greatest gift that was ever given to the whole world. And if you haven't received him for yourself, I pray that you would. Um, Jesus is the gold that makes all of the glitter worth it. Amen. Thanks for listening to our Christmas Eve sermon podcast. Just a note, we won't be posting more episodes until January 2nd, 2022. If you'd like more information on our church, please check out sardisfellowship.com. Thanks again.